One of the principal elements of awareness is thought, especially new thought, concepts. But one of the biggest issues with concepts that people have is that they get them without owning them. It is one thing to grasp a concept. It is quite another thing to listen to a concept and own it as a part of your personal truth. Let's say that I do a video called There's No Such Thing as Self-Sabotage, right? A lot of people can watch that video and get the theory of it. They can get the concept. But listening to that concept isn't going to do anything for their life. It's not a concept they've owned because they haven't stopped and really tried that concept on for size to figure out how or whether it's true for them. If you don't consciously stop to figure out how a concept applies to you, you don't ever figure out where a concept fits or doesn't fit with you, and therefore you never actually become aware of the resistance you may have to the concept, and therefore <laughs> you don't have any opportunity to work through that resistance. Either they reject the concept entirely, forfeiting the opportunity to really question and potentially shift their current truth, or they accept the concept as truth, even though parts of themselves don't agree, and so they bulldoze forward even when those parts aren't on board and don't actually agree. The first is a recipe for ignorance, the second is a recipe for loss of selfhood in the realm of personal truth. To really see this concept in practice, you have to look no further than religious households. <laughs> now, in many super-religious households, the parents or caregivers don't actually care whether the concepts that belong to their particular religion are something that aligns with the child's personal truth or something that the child can own as theirs. They aren't open to any concept that contradicts their current concepts, which their religion says is true, right? And so what they're actually interested in is the child just swallowing all of those concepts and accepting them regardless of how they feel. The child learns there are rewards for doing so and consequences for not doing so. And when they reach an age where the parts of them resist those concepts, that resistance is not directly worked with, instead it is shamed. So the child learns to let go of personal truth and instead parrots the adult. I'll never forget a day when I was younger that I ended up going to a Mormon testimony meeting at a steakhouse. I was invited along by a childhood friend who was, of course, trying to convert me. Now, when I was sitting there in the audience, it was pretty interesting to watch this little child. He was no, no older than about three. He got up and they lifted him up so that he could talk to the entire congregation. At which point, he started parroting the kind of things that he was hearing in his household, especially how much he knew that the church was true at three years old. And everybody, of course, got tears in their eyes. All right, from a psychological standpoint, from a soul standpoint, this is not something to celebrate. No aware adult could enjoy when a child does this. It is critical that a child is able to find his or her truth. And if you want what is best for your child, that should be far more important than feeling in confluence with and validated by your child. So you can get a deeper understanding of this adoption of concepts or adoption of truth, I want you to look at both of these approaches that people take. Either swallowing something hook, line, and sinker regardless of resistance, or going into resistance and not ever considering a new concept. 
One, people who deny a concept right out of the gate are people who feel as if that concept is going to threaten something that they hold dear. For example, a codependent is a person who has high levels of shame and because of that has an addiction to seeing themselves as a good person, to other people seeing them as a good person. That's their only way of escaping those negative self-image wounds that they've got within them. So when somebody comes along and tells the average codependent, actually codependency is just a narcissistic strategy. It's covert narcissism. A codependent may immediately reject that concept. No, that does not resonate with me. You do not understand. I spend my entire life thinking about other people. But in denying it, what they will never actually do is to recognize the manipulative behaviors that they have in relationships so as to get their needs met. Because of this, they will stay stuck in dysfunctional relationships that are acutely painful. Or for example, let's say that you've got somebody who says they were abused by another family member. Now let's look at the rest of the family. They may not have the same type of experiences with that accused family member. This threatens their sense of safety within the world. And it also disrupts their narrative of we're the best family and the closest. Because of this threat, they immediately reject the validity of the claim. I don't need to teach you a lot about this automatic rejection of concepts. Why? Because the majority of you who are into this self-development type of stuff already fully grasp the idea that this is a dysfunctional way of approaching new ideas or concepts. In other words, that's not my truth. It's already yours. Two, let's look at the other strategy. People who simply accept a concept as truth, regardless of parts of themselves resisting its validity, tend to do so the most when the person who is offering that concept is someone who they feel is superior to them. Such as more intelligent or excellent in whatever field that truth is coming from. For example, they see a spiritual teacher is more aware than they are, and so they will take a spiritual concept and simply accept it as true without trying it on for size so that the concept becomes their truth. People who do this tend to keep telling themselves, one day I believe I will understand and embody this. In essence, creating an ideal that they must grow into that truth because they believe it's the right thing that a super aligned and integrated human must eventually embody. So until they do, they see themselves as being in a state of imperfection and aim towards it someday being true for them too. People who do this believe that a truth that is being given to them by somebody who they see as superior is and must be right for them no matter what parts of them are protesting. They also feel there's going to be consequences or rewards as a result of succumbing or not succumbing to that concept they are presented with. In fact, right now you're seeing a lot of people do this relative to this recent COVID-19 debate around social safety measures. Masks and social distancing, for example. Many people are simply going along with masks and social distancing because someone else in a superior position said so. Or they feel so much fear and shame to go against the concept that masks and social distancing are necessary because people will think they're an idiot or bad if they don't just accept that concept as true. In other words, they're not sitting down long enough to really own something as their truth. 
They're not working with the concept and working with their resistance enough to arrive at a personal truth. People who do this end up feeling controlled because they're actually playing a zero-sum game with the parts inside them that are resisting. They're saying, no, like, I'm not even going to listen to you. I win and you lose. Whenever you play a zero-sum game internally, you start to feel unsafe. Now, these same people will then begin to project that unsafety onto whatever person in the outside is giving them that concept. Also, let's say they swallow that concept, even though it's not really their truth. What will happen is that they will not take any responsibility for that being their truth. In fact, they're simply going to deflect all of that responsibility and all of that blame onto the person who gave them that concept to begin with. You're the one that ruined my life. This pattern is absolutely rampant in spiritual circles, in self-development circles, especially when people follow a specific guru. For example, let's say that you were to sit down with a psychologist or a spiritual teacher and they were to tell you, look, you are in an abusive relationship. So let's say because you see them as superior to you, you just swallow that hook, line, and sinker and you really don't own it as your truth. You just take it as true because they said it's true. So you end the relationship. Now, two days later, three days later, a month later, you're super lonely. Your life isn't going so well. And so you turn around and you say, well, it's your fault I broke up with them. I mean, you said I was in an abusive relationship. Aha, uh -huh, that's your tell right there. You didn't own the fact that you were in an abusive relationship. That wasn't your truth at the time. Essentially, you're following other people's truths because you feel like you should. To own a truth as your truth is to take that truth from someone and to make it your own so that any decisions you make based off of that truth are your own responsibility. There is a personal solidness and a sense of personal strength to it. The pattern of accepting a concept as truth, regardless of parts of you actually not agreeing with the validity of that truth, tends to be a pattern in people who have the social strategy, meaning they stay safe socially, through the strategy of confluence. To understand confluence, I want you to imagine two streams that come together and merge. Confluence feels good to people. However, a person who relies on confluence for social safety does not have a grasp of personal boundaries. For more information about boundaries, watch my video titled Personal Boundaries versus Oneness, How to Create Healthy Boundaries. They are so afraid of any threat to their sense of togetherness and sameness that they deny any truth that might put them in that position and won't work with so as to resolve any resistance that might indicate opposition, difference, or conflict. They tend to be children who cope through conformity with their parents and abandon their selfhood to do so. Neither denying a concept straight out of the gate nor accepting a concept straight out of the gate is healthy. Denying a concept and calling it wrong and false simply because parts of you say it doesn't resonate or it isn't true for you makes you stuck and makes you unaware. For more information about this, watch my video titled The Problem With What Resonates With You. And I'm going to tell you something right now that you're probably not going to like, especially those of you who have a real issue with hierarchy. The reality is there are people who are going to see things you don't see. There are people who are smarter. There are people who are more excellent in a field. There are people who have more knowledge. There are people who see more than you do in the universe in general. 
Now, to look at these people and to not respect what they're saying. I didn't say accept what they're saying. I said respect what they're saying. Enough to say, how might this be true? Enough to try it on for size is superbly unaware. That being said, you should never simply accept something as right and true just because it's supposed to be right and true. You need to check in with yourself and work with the resistance you have to a concept in order to own it as a truth or to decide it's not for you personally first. This is the process of trying on a concept for size in order to decide whether or not to own that concept as a part of your personal truth. This is what having an open mind is all about. It isn't having no mind. It's having a mind that's open to change and to the adoption of new truths. A while ago, I did a video on resistance. If you want to take a look at it, the title is Urgent. Deal with your resistance before you do anything else. Okay. In that video, I explained that resistance is nothing more than opposition. It is any oppositional force. And what we do when we encounter that opposition is either we go completely with our resistance and that opposition, or else we go completely against that resistance and opposition. <laughs> When we try to push through it, we ignore it. We do not deal with the resistance directly. Because of this, we actually enhance the resistance because we are in fact resisting our own resistance. So the rule of thumb is this. If you have any resistance taking place within your being, you must directly deal with the resistance first before doing anything else. No action should be taken from a place of resistance. So when you feel yourself putting the brakes on or when you feel yourself not being able to fully be on board with something, you need to seek and find and understand and resolve that resistance. You have to be honest enough with yourself to admit it, regardless of whether you feel shame or not. So here's a concept to try on. Whenever somebody presents you with a concept or a truth, you need to sit down with yourself long enough to really try on that concept for size to notice any of the resistance you have to it, to look as deep as you can into that resistance, to see what your personal truth is, to see whether or not you can own it as your truth. It doesn't work to hope that one day you will succumb to truths that are presented by people who are more excellent than you. I'm gonna give you an example. Hopefully this will make it more easy to understand. Let's pretend that you were to go out and start to learn tennis. Let's say that you found a tennis instructor who was absolutely incredible, meaning he's literally the best in the world. You've got the best coach ever. Is it true that this person knows more than you about tennis? Hell yeah. Are they more excellent than you at tennis? Hell yeah. Are they in a superior position? Hell yeah. But that does not mean that their truth has to be your truth. Let's say that they tell you something about something you should be doing differently. It's not okay to just accept and swallow that truth and that's the end of it. It's not okay to get it conceptually and just do what he says and accept what he says even if you don't really get it. In fact, you should stop and take time to really get it so you can own what he's trying to teach you and have you do so you can make it yours. This way you can proceed in a state of alignment instead of in a state of resistance. You can't actually accept or succumb to a truth that you can't own as your truth. When you try to, you don't feel good. You feel out of alignment with yourself and whoever is presenting that truth. 
I'm gonna tell you personally, because I would know this in my line of work, that it is not fun to try to convey a concept to somebody who is in full-blown resistance. When somebody's in full-blown resistance, they've given in to their resistance. They're not trying to directly work with it. Now, I'm not gonna speak for all people in the world, but for the majority of people, if they're interested in you getting a concept, they have the patience to sit with you as long as you're willing to work with your resistance for as long as it takes for you to arrive at your personal truth. Now I'm gonna give you a concept I want you to try on right now. Are you ready for it? People who simply expect you to accept some concept they're giving you, like a truth, hook, line, and sinker, no matter how it lands with you, can be very dangerous people. Another reason why you really need to try concepts on for size to make it your own is because anything else is disowning your personal truth. Now, you've probably heard a lot of people accuse each other of being brainwashed. Now, sometimes that's a, just an accusation that's thrown around because people aren't recognizing that you're actually representing your truth. But it's actually really common that if somebody's insulting someone else for being brainwashed, that person who's doing the insulting can actually feel that that person on the other side is just parroting and hasn't really accepted a truth as their own. Essentially, they're saying it's their own truth despite internal resistance that literally everyone else in the room can feel. Own your free will. You have a self, and thus you have the intrinsic capacity and right to decide what's really true for you. You are not meant to succumb to concepts or truths. You are meant to try them on so as to decide whether to own them. A truly wise person wants to try on new concepts and really, really work with their own resistance to them so as to arrive at a stronger sense of truth which they can then own. A truly wise person will not accept a new concept unless they can really own that concept as part of their own truth. And this acts as a safety net. It is a safety net to not move forward until you can own something as your own personal truth. It is to own your power instead of to give it away. What doing this does is it makes you no longer vulnerable. It makes you no longer vulnerable on one side to ignorance and on the other side no longer vulnerable to people who would have you accept what they want you to accept so they can manipulate you in whatever way they want, such as cults. If you say, oh yeah, well Teal Swan says, what well, Eckhart Tolle says, well Jesus says, well Justin Bieber says, well Donald Trump says, you're not actually owning or presenting your truth. You're presenting their truth. Now what people really care about and what you should really care about is what is your truth. Ask yourself, is it my truth or is it their truth? You should not care whether you get a concept. You should care whether you get that it is true. In other words, what is important isn't that you get it. It's that you own it. And you should not move forward emotionally, mentally, or physically until you arrive at a concept that you can really own and take responsibility for. Because in really seeing, feeling, hearing, recognizing, and understanding it, you can say that it is your truth. When you try on a concept and really work with it, meaning work with your resistance to it, you will arrive at a higher truth. And this is something that all great philosophers understood.
that if you have two philosophers, two people, who sit down with each other and present their truths, something happens. Either one lets go of their truth and owns the other concept as their new truth, or by looking at both of these subjective perspectives or concepts objectively, you arrive at a truth that is higher than both of them. I expect you to really open your mind to try on the concepts that I am presenting to you. I expect you to resolve the resistance that you have to these concepts so as to arrive at what your actual truth is. Contrary to what you might think, I have zero interest in you accepting a concept that I present to you if it isn't your truth and if you cannot own it. After all, if you can't recognize something as your truth, then you can't apply any of the concepts I teach you to yourself. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.